Cheerscast is part of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Sammy, I know what you're doing here. You think I'm going to get all decked out like Miss Bride of the Year, take one look in the mirror and forget all about being mad at Eddie. Then I'm going to go out there and Eddie's going to take one look at me and forget all about his mother. Then we'll march down the aisle and live happily ever after. Am I right? Yeah, that's basically it. You got a problem with that? Hello and welcome back to Cheerscast, the podcast where everybody knows your name. I'm your host, Ryan Daly, and joining me again to discuss the conclusion to last week's two-parter, once again from the SNL Nerds podcast, John Trumbull. What's up, John? Hey, Ryan. How you been? I've been very good. Good to have you back after so, so long. Uh, it's been ages. It feels like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's get right into the conclusion. We are on Season 6, Episode 4, Little Carla Happy at Last, Part 2. This episode, once again, written by Sherry Aiken and Bill Steinkellner, directed by James Burroughs, and the original air date was Thursday, October twenty second, 1987. Rebecca is mad at Sam for convincing her to invite her boss to a reception for a wedding that isn't going to happen. Sam promises her he can get Carla and Eddie married and wagers the Cheers employee uniforms on his success. He reunites Carla and Eddie, who, when he sees her in her wedding gown, is reminded how much he loves her. The two agree to marry, but by the time they make it to the church, their superstitious four o'clock deadline has passed. The newlyweds return to Cheers for the reception, the picture of anything but happiness. Carla and Eddie believe their future will be ruinous. Meanwhile, Rebecca waits all night for her boss, Evan Drake, who never shows up. She gets drunker and drunker until she lets Sam take her home, even while demonstrating that she still knows how to hurt his feelings and make him feel insecure. Before Carla and Eddie leave, Eddie gets a call informing them that he has been cut from the Boston Bruins. Carla takes this as a sign that all of their misfortune isn't because of any superstitious curses, but simply because her life sucks. This encourages her to give the future with Eddie another shot. But first, she has to go back to work at Cheers so she can support her husband and the many, many, many children who will be living under her roof. All right. What did you think of part two? Uh, well, it's pretty good. I'd say it resolves all the, the plot lines they brought up in part one pretty well. Has has their superstitious nature once again at the, at the forefront. Um I don't I don't know which of these episodes is funnier. Do you do you have a feeling on that? My thinking is that I think the first episode is funnier. Yeah, I'd probably go with that too. And actually, I think that might be that might be the case with a lot of the two parters. I think mm-hmm. the first part is usually funnier because I mean I th- I think usually because by nature they kind of they kind of have to set up a lot of stakes with the the cliffhanger ending and then the resolution has to be a little bit more serious often, or they, yeah. they start or, off or, or more plot heavy. Point. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think the first part was a little bit funnier. Yeah, well, yeah, part of it is just, I mean, like, two of our central characters are just mopey and depressed throughout this episode, and Carla's depression this time isn't as comical as it can sometimes be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One thing, though, that I noticed, I, I wanted to get your, your take on this. The episode begins with Ted Danson voicing over last time on Cheers, and we get little 
cuts to like, scenes from the previous episode. Right. And I'm trying to wonder if this is the first time in a multi-part episode of Cheers where the recap of the previous episode isn't kind of built into some sort of narrative function or a scene in the teaser. Like, like in the previous episode, like, you know, like you would have like, um, like coach, like, like narrating it or something like that, but Uh like in character as coach, or there would be a voiceover, uh, um, a a voicemail message or something. I I remember they once had like Cliff showing his vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And a lot of times on two parters, like they do, they use some kind of mechanism like that to have one of the characters explain what happened before. Uh And this time they don't, they actually show clips and I've, I, for some reason, I feel like this is the first time they've done that. Okay. Well, you ought to know. <laughs> yeah. I, and, but, but the thing is, once we get the teaser of this episode, it starts with Norm coming back because he went off to get the, the wedding gift from his shady friend, Bruce. So uh-huh. he missed the whole back half of the la- the previous episode. So when he comes back, the gang has to explain to him, that the, you know, they, Eddie called off the wedding because of his mom. Like, this could have been the mechanism of how we tell the audience what happened in the last episode mm-hmm. with them filling in Norm, but instead they showed the scene. So it just, I don't know, it seemed like a, a different beginning to a part two than we're used to. I don't know. Maybe they just thought, we, you know, the, the plot was so complex or they had so many plot points or, or so many balls up in the air to deal with that they, they thought they should summarize it in a more standard way. Possibly. Um, when, when I was watching the, the recap thing, I thought it was kind of interesting because they, they, they still included some jokes that they didn't necessarily need from a plot standpoint. They like, they, they included Sam's joke about, Oh, I had twins once. It was the best day of my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, most shows wouldn't do that. They would just maybe have the uh, Carla giving the line about, Oh, we're having twins. Mm-hmm. And, and that would be it. Um, so I thought I thought that was an interesting choice that they had. Yeah. But the big thing for the the recap for the capper on the teaser is you know Fraser punctuates it that you know Eddie refuses to get married because his mom disapproves of it, and Cliff thinks it's pathetic to see a grown man so tied to his mother's apron strings, as he says. Yeah. And that's when Woody reminds Cliff, he's like, "Oh, hey, your mom called. She won't be home for dinner." And Cliff starts to pout and storm off. He's like, what is that casserole just supposed to go to waste? And he like slams his hand on the wall. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, as we get into it, like I said, Rebecca is mad at Sam for making her to commit to this wedding reception. Um, if Evan shows up and there's no wedding, she will have egg all over her face. And Cliff <laughs> starts going on. He's like, eh, according to medical experts, that egg is actually good for her face. It tightens up the pores. Yeah. And Rebecca turns around and looks at him. He's like, although yours look pretty tight to me. <laughs> um, now they haven't, we haven't seen Evan Drake for real in the show yet. Right. No. He's, just, he's just been mentioned by name. So I wonder if they'd even cast uh, Tom Skerritt by this point. Probably, uh, probably not. Yeah. So, yeah, I wonder if they entirely knew what they wanted the Evan Drake character to be. By right. I mean, I, I wonder I wonder if he was maybe in a maybe in one draft he was supposed to be in this episode and just either because of time or because they had so much other stuff going on. They're like, no, we need to cut him. Yeah, it would it wouldn't be a good place to introduce him. I mean, because mm-hmm. there's, there's so much other stuff going on. But right. I mean, you know, when they're talking about Evan Drake, of course, since I 
been through the show before. I'm naturally picturing Tom Skerritt. Right. Uh, but but I was thinking like, well, this is pretty early in the season, and I don't think they brought him on yet. Uh, so... So Sam convinces Rebecca that hey he he can definitely pull off this wedding he can get the two together he, he's he'll use his wits and everything like that he's like and if he can do it he's like he's like if I can pull this off she agrees that they can get rid of the cheers uniforms the green the green vest and pants and everything like that right but don't um, we see the green uniforms after this episode too not I to just, my recollection I just have a vague memory that the the continuity with the with the uniforms is a little screwed up and maybe maybe it's because right before this episode on the eye on sports they they get rid of them and then they're in street clothes for the rest of the year. right maybe that's what I'm thinking of yeah I don't think they come back but I could be wrong okay all right well, um, then, never mind then uh, so Sam dispatches Cliff to go get Eddie and bring him back. He says Norm to, to into Rebecca's office to watch over Carla. And he has Woody stall the church and Frazier to go pick up Carla's dress. And Frazier's like, if anyone, he like sees the address. Like, if anyone needs me, I'll tell them I'm at Gaunarama. Tra-la. <laughs> <laughs> Great name. Yeah. Um, and Woody, how does Woody say? Father Barrett, Carlos Church says they have to hurry because he's got two other weddings planned after Carlos: a bake sale, a slideshow of the Knights of Columbus's trip to the Holy Land, and a CYO hootenanny. <laughs> and then he kind of pulls Sam aside privately. He's like, "I'm thinking of becoming Catholic." Like, <laughs> yeah, he makes it sound so much fun. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a cute bit. You know, again, like I said for the last episode. What what the supporting characters have to do in this episode? It, it's really kind of arbitrary. It's just like okay, we gotta we gotta give these other folks some lines, but uh, it works pretty well. Eddie comes back. He says he can't go against his mom's wishes, but Sam convinces him to go into the office and talk to Carla. Uh, inside the office, Carla is breaking anything that she can get a hand on pens, pencils, anything, while she's imagining that she's hurting Eddie's face. Uh, Norm can't wait to dash out of the office once Sam walks in there. Um, and, uh, so finally Eddie is ready to, to, uh, he's about ready to walk out, but, um, and if Carla sees him, she'll tear his head off. And Norm is like, hey, I, th- I think you're underestimating Carla. <laughs> Not that she'd forgive you, but she won't stop at your head. Yeah. So Sam coaches him to stay there and talk to her. Um, and, um, Oh yeah, there, yeah. There's this moment he, he's like, like Eddie's like, I'll talk to her, but can we do it out here where there are plenty of witnesses? He doesn't want to go in the office. Right. Sam seems like that's fine. He's like, just sit there. And as Sam is rushing back to the office, he tells Norm. He's like, he kind of like whispers it. He's like, if he looks at the door, break his legs. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was pretty intense, but yeah. So he tells Carla to try on her dress. He got the the gown back from Fraser just to see. He's like, you know, you, you know, just to see how you would look at it if you want to get married. He's like, I'm talking about years from now. Mm-hmm. And Carla's like, well, I might not be pregnant then. And Sam's like, yeah, right. Yeah, I love how he's just like, come on, let's be real <laughs> here. <laughs> um, so Carla puts on her dress and everything like that, and she's going to the door. And she's like, Sammy, zip me up. And he goes, I'll be darned. These things go up too. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's talking specifically about wedding dresses there. Because <laughs> you know Sam's probably hooked up with a bride or two along I'm the way sure. over the I'm years. I'm sure he's he's gotten a woman out of a bridal dress before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that just occurred to me. <laughs> his plan works once Carla and Eddie see each other. Like, Eddie is literally speechless. And to mm-hmm. Carla, that's the most romantic thing that could possibly be. Uh, the fact that he can't, he's so in love with her that he, he, like the sight of her leaves him breathless. So, 
Um, they're walking out, the, out together and the church called. He's like, they had to cancel their wedding. Uh, and it, well, no, they're about to walk out together. And it seems like Sam pulled this off and he rips off his vest and the bow tie. And he starts splashing like a liquor and, and all yeah. like the fruit and everything like that. Just trashing. The, I his... honestly thought he was going to set it on fire. And yeah. It looks like it looks like and everything. Um, but then before they get out there, Woody gets the call from the church. He says they canceled the wedding because they were too late. So Rebecca smugly walks over, uses the tongs to pick up Sam's vest and says, you're out of uniform. And yeah. just like the, Oh, the the cadence with which she says that, and like the clip of her voice, is it really like? I know, I know, we're kind of early proto Rebecca, but that's a really like she cuts them down really well there. Yeah, yeah, that's like yeah. Savic Rebecca I'm, Savic. Christian. Yeah, she she's playing the antagonist pretty well. I think mm-hmm. they just, and you know, it's not that it wasn't the, like the first iteration of Rebecca wasn't working. I th- I think it was working decently. It's just they realized that neurotic mess Rebecca gave them a lot more to work with and and probably played more to uh Kirstie Alley's strengths so they just went with that yeah and I think I mean you run the risk of her being the antagonist for so long that she becomes unlikable True. and you don't you don't want her to be the enemy of the audience too right um right yeah so that's, a, I, that's a very good point yeah um yeah. her because your your sympathies are not really on Rebecca's side yet because right. she's going against all these other characters that we've known and loved for years at this point. Right. So yeah, when, like when we realize that she has more of a heart and that she's more screwed up. Yeah. That does get you on her side a lot more. So right. yeah, that's definitely a good way to go with the character. We cut to a, a, a crowd gathered in a church, like, like so tight they can't even see like the the priest like uh, the officiating the wedding and everything uh-huh. and you just hear the voices of norm cliff and fraser kind of voicing over like, uh, what's going on that the monsignor agreed to like officiate their wedding if they could get there and carla and Eddie show up late and they're making their way like the wedding has already started like he's already reading through going over like the the process before they're even up to in front of him they're right. like, still making their way through the crowd um, and by the time they get up there, the clock starts chiming four o'clock. Um, and they're, they're dismayed because Carl puts it when they get back, they were officially married at 401. Right. Which means they're cursed. Be- because Carla's name took so long to read. She's, she's <laughs> yeah, got, you know, so Carl, many, so many. Names. Lab- <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, that wedding scene I thought was really weird because it's, it's just basically a bunch of extras gathered in like this, this church uh, vestibule. Yeah. And like we have dialogue for the regulars, but it's very obviously dubbed in. And I, I would have said that none of the regulars were there, but we do see briefly see Jay Thomas's head popping up out well, of the crowd. Norman Cliff are definitely there. I can see them in the in the shot. They're in in there towards the back. Oh, okay. So I, I mean, like their dialogue them. is definitely like looped over, but they're there. I don't huh. know if Kelsey Grammer was there. I didn't spot him. Right. But yeah, so it, it's yeah, it is just a weird thing, and I, almost like you could have yeah, you maybe could have cut this and just explained this like later in a joke. But yeah, they have that scene. It, it it could be a very easily cut scene in like syndication or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, it, it, it's odd. It's like, 
were they pressed for time or what? Or they could only get certain actors there? I don't know. It's it's just it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, the reception starts. Woody's taking a picture of everybody. When Carla and Eddie walk in, they again, they look just miserable and defeated. And Woody just takes a picture of them. And he's like, "That's a keeper." Yeah. Um, yeah. And Rebecca is polishing her award, the Wabi, the Women of Business, Women of Boston Business Award. Um, because that's Sam asks, "What's a Wabi, Rebecca?" Yeah, um, I like how she, she says it's very prestigious. Thousands of women have won them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, that that's a great line, underrated line in the episode. Very near yeah. my home run. Uh, we find out that Evan Drake is a married man. Although, as Rebecca's quick to point out, not happily. So right. still, that's not going to stop her. So, um, there, as the ceremony is going on, the band there is a band leader who's I think the only new cast member this episode. The band leader played by Ron Hussman, and he calls out, "He's like, all right, it's time for the first dance, and I think we all know who it's going to be." And it's just like silence, and finally, <laughs> Woody stands up and goes, "Holy God, it's not me, is it?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, such a great Woody moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Rebecca is getting drunker at the bar, waiting for Evan. Um, teasing Sam, kind of making fun of him as he's he's trying to hit on her. Yeah. Um, he he realizes she's getting drunk. He's like, "I'm gonna make you some coffee." And she's like, "Why would you do that?" He's like, "Well, you know, I've seen you know women get drunk and make some bad decisions, get ready to do some wild and crazy things." Wait a minute. Why am I making you coffee? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I also I like how she's um, how how she's. You think she's going to get flirty with Sam, but then she just sort of starts insulting Sam more directly. Yeah. <laughs> like, Come here, and then they're like face to face, almost nose to nose, and and she's like, "You have a really weird face." <laughs> <laughs> um, and just like, and then just like stands up and walks away. He's just sort of like yeah, drunk, but yeah. just like also victorious, and just kind of leaves him there. He's like, "The hell!" And yeah. then even like later on, he's like, "I'm not crazy about the way she flirts." He yeah, says. yeah, and I, I like that they it zigs when you expect it to zag. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that, that's well done. Um, they're not they're not being too on the nose with it. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, when, when they're dancing. Um, uh, Anthony asks Carla if he can cut in and dance with her, and then again he gets right in Eddie's face. He's like, "I'm going to dance with my mother." All right, like, he's like uh-huh. just has to be confrontational. Has to fight him. So, um, Carla throws the bouquet, and it goes right over all the women's hands and lands right in Fraser's head, or right, lands right in Fraser's hands. Right. Um, possible, possible foreshadowing that Fraser will be the next character to wed. I'm thinking so. I'm thinking that, you know, by this point, they had to know that they were going to marry off Fraser and uh, Lilith. So, yeah, I think that is uh, like a subtle foreshadowing. Yeah. It's only 14 episodes from now, something like yeah, that. It's, yeah. yeah. It's later this season. So. And, um, and apparently, like, according to Jay Thomas, he said that the producers of Cheers, they were trying to decide whether to make him or BB Newworth a regular. Mm. And it was, I guess it was going to be either one of them. And uh, uh, we so. knew how that ended up going. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we know what happens there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Carla and Eddie are going to leave certain that they will be feeling crappy for the rest of their lives. 
Carla actually announces that she wants an annulment. Sam says that they're overreacting and everything will be fine. The phone rings that he like holds the phone down. Like he won't let them answer. He's like, right. it's probably just somebody asking what time it is. And like Woody is like pulling the, the phone away from him so that he can answer it. He can't let it just go, go to the, and he's, he just, when he picks up the phone, he's like, we close at two o'clock. Yeah. Uh, this is when the call is for Eddie for why they're calling him at the bar. Um, but they reach him there, and it's uh, one of his friends from the Bruins, and he finds out that he has been cut. He's been dropped from the team. He what? They tried to trade him, but nobody else wanted him because yeah, basically his career shot. That's a that's a that's a little twist of the knife too. Like oh yeah, we we tried to trade you, no one wanted you. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Like from from. When his uh, when he first arrived, he was like the hero of the Boston Bruins, and his career quickly quickly yeah. went down the tubes in like half a season. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess he's kind of old for a hockey player. They're usually yeah. like youngish guys in their twenties and thirties, and Jay yeah. Thomas is probably a little older than that. He's probably late thirties, I guess. Yeah. So um, maybe not that unbelievable. Carla figures that his release from the team had nothing to do with their superstitions. She's like, "You were already." a crappy player before this before <laughs> before we decided to get money your career was already pretty much going down the tubes yeah and that makes her decide that you know all of her her family members hate, like hating them because they're idiots and the twins are just like a freak of nature she's gotten pregnant so many times why shouldn't she have twins right um she's like it's she's like none of this is bad superstition it's just life unfortunately it happens to be my life yes <laughs> I, I love the way she says that um so then she agrees. She's like, yeah, we can be happy. I'll be happy with the, the hus- my new husband. She's like, the man I love. Like, I'll see you at 2 o'clock. <laughs> I got to go back to work. Somebody has to support right. his family. Yeah, and, and like she puts on an apron over her wedding dress and yeah. <laughs> grabs a tray. And like, Hi, I'm Carla. How may I help how may yeah. I serve you? By the way, we didn't mention how funny uh, her wedding dress is. <laughs> yeah, um, it's that's it's a really funny sight to, to, to see her in the wedding dress because it's just you know it's it's kind of wonderfully tacky. It's kind of what you would expect Carla's wedding dress to look like. Um, very very short like almost like a short like yeah. considering like her large baby bump and everything like that yeah and of course you know she's like seven eight months pregnant at this point oh yeah clearly yeah um <clears throat> so yeah very funny the costume department did a very nice job on that mm-hmm. yeah like i think i think part one was a little bit funnier but this one still had a lot of like sweet moments and resolved some things um we get a little bit i i, I just think because of their situation, Carla and Eddie are kind of in the background for a little bit more of this episode. We get a little bit more with Sam and Rebecca's flirting and well, yeah. perhaps one-sided flirting. Um, but even that is left a little bit unresolved. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fine episode. So. Yeah, I, I and I think it's good also to, yeah, to get a little Sam-Rebecca stuff in there because, you know, we want that to maybe not be driving the show to the same degree that Sam and Diane did, but... We, it's it's an important element and we want to make sure that's well established especially this early in the season so right yeah. right and then as much as sam is still our hero of the show you know we want him to be victorious and yeah like the uh, driving thing will be how long can she hold him off how long can rebecca keep him at bay you know yeah. before his his seductive powers come it's a, it's a long time i think it takes them what like three, three years seasons? For them, for Sam and Rebecca. To- Spoilers, it's the end of season eight. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, she, 
She yeah. uh, held out much longer than Diane did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For Norm's tab, um, he actually he only had one beer this episode, I count because he was just always moving around. He, he had a lot more food in this episode he, than he, he had. He's busy stuffing himself with hors d'oeuvres. Oh, the hors d'oeuvres, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he has 495 for the series. Um, for the employee of the week, uh, this time I gave it to Sam just because he was kind of like the the ringleader, the ringmaster of this one, kind of like orchestrating everything. And I thought he, I thought Sam did a really good job in that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you make a good case. I'll I'll go with Sam as my employee of the month too. Yeah, why not? Sam brings the wedding off, and he brings it all together. So yeah, Sam's a good choice. Yeah. What was your home run or your uh, your favorite gag of the episodes? Um, again, I went a little esoteric, and oddly enough, I picked the same character as last time. I I went with Fraser. Uh, when he comes back with the wedding dress, he says, "I got some pretty weird looks on the bus with this thing." There was also one rather interesting invitation, and <laughs> I like how he's again. I like how Kelsey Grammer delivers that. He's not offended in the least. He's not. Uh, you know, it's playful. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, no it's... gay panic or anything. He's just like, Oh yeah. Look at me. Some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, he's just bemused more than anything. And I like that. Yeah. I love it too. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as um, homophobic as you'd expect a mid eighties sitcom to be. <laughs> right. Yeah. They get worse in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I <laughs> that was a good one. I had another kind of obscure one, but it was it was when Carla and Eddie come back after the wedding and they're in the middle of the reception and it's Norman Cliff and Cliff goes, They don't look too happy to me. And yeah. Norm goes, No. They do look married though. Yes. <laughs> I, just yeah. was, I just thought that was good. Yeah, yeah, that's very well done. Very very norm. Very norm yeah. line. <laughs> All right, John. Thank you very much for coming on these two episodes of Cheers Cast and uh, helping us discuss the wedding. Uh, it's, it's funny. This is the only one of Carla's weddings that we actually see, um, considering how many times she, she's pregnant, I guess. Yeah. yeah. The- well, I mean, she a lot of times doesn't bother with the marriage part. <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She just gets knocked up. Um, yeah. So. But yeah, thanks for being on these episodes. Where can people find you if they want to hear more from you? Well, uh, you can uh, find me every week on the SNL Nerds podcast, which is a podcast about Saturday Night Live that I do with my friend uh, Darren Patterson, where we talk all about Saturday Night Live when they have new episodes. And when they don't, we talk about movies starring uh, cast members from SNL. And there are a lot of those. So uh, yeah, check that out. We're on the non-productive podcast network. Very, very cool. Very cool. Thanks again. And thanks to all of you out there who listen to Cheerscast and support the show by liking and sharing on social media and leaving comments on the website fireandwaterpodcast.com. You can also support the Fire and Water Podcast Network on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash fwpodcasts to support your favorite show on the Fire and Water Network. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And until next time, we're closed. Sam? Father Barry at Carla's Church said we got to hurry because he's got two weddings planned after Carla's, a bake sale, a slideshow of the Knights of Columbus trip to the Holy Land, and a CYO hootenanny. Thank you, Woody. Sam? Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, thinking of becoming Catholic. 